Your crunching is so cute. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> wakey, wakey, Upper East podcasters. It's Seder, which means no secrets will be passed over. I'm C. And I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Secret will never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Cousin Girls. <laughs> and we have some explaining to do. So we actually <laughs> recorded this episode like maybe a month and a half ago. Sorry. Sorry. But then the episode that we recorded initially got corrupted and then deleted. And then I went out of town for like a week and a half and then you went out of town for, forever for like three weeks so oh i haven't actually God. seen you this is the first time i've seen you in a really long time so sorry everyone who was patiently waiting for this episode <laughs> yes i'm so sorry we are still doing things and we'll have like three episodes out in the next couple of weeks so you will at least probably gonna try to finish this out um the season as much as possible for the next couple weeks so again sorry for the delay of this episode but we are here and we're going to review this week's episode which is say it or anything which of course comes from that john hughes film say anything yeah (laughs) yeah did you have like a like a picture for a while that you like oh my god yeah so i have um on my Twitter, I think I still might have it. I'm not actually. I don't think I have it anymore. I had a picture of um, John Cusack holding up that fucking boombox. Uh, yeah, the boombox, and the caption was "Listen to my podcast." <laughs> it's still like my favorite thing I saw, oh and I laughed so fucking hard. After I, I saw forgot it. about that. That's so relevant to this episode. <laughs> yeah. So the Netflix description of Seder anything is this: Serena re- returns from her trip to Spain with Poppy and Gabriel. Blair makes a secret deal with Nate's grandfather. Dan gets a job. <laughs> I love that Dan gets a job. Just like that's the most like that's the most Netflix description thing ever. Like no, it honestly, like gets a job is just so classic Netflix description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's honestly like apt too because like Dan really didn't have much to do in this episode except yeah. for just like be kind of like a um. Just kind of an extension of Serena a yeah. little bit, and his job. Was, we'll get into it, yeah. but um, but yeah, I love that description a lot. Dan gets a job, and that's exactly what he does. He mm-hmm. got a job. Very good. Very straight to the point. Yeah. Matter of fact. <laughs> so let's start off by talking about Blair and Nate, the golden couple who are again together. Ugh. Excuse me, sir. Buy a flower for the pretty lady. You, darling. Who let this miserable creature in? Please, I'm trying to earn money so I can go to Yale. It's my dream, it is, always has been. Yale? You foolish little girl. That dream is over. Time to wake up. No! No! I honestly forgot they were a couple until like they were like, remember we were a couple? I was like, when? When were they a couple? They have, like, so they have in the past few episodes, like they have partially believable chemistry for me, but not that believable at the very beginning of the series. They had no chemistry to me and now it's kind of believable. Yeah. I guess like the most um, significant time moment for them was probably um, up until they became a couple was the grandfather episode where like they were having like kind of like the heart to heart where 
Blair is kind of feeling like adrift. Yeah. And Nate is also feeling that way, but for different reasons. Right. And so um, at this point, they have decided to get back together. And Blair is um, still, she's, so in the last episode, like we found out she had literally nothing going on with college. So she wanted, she wants to like forge a new path for herself. And she's kind of using Nate to like ride on his coattails and um, become a socialite. Yeah. I figure like, yeah, you know, like I have no prospects. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well, you know, this guy's, you know, hitching, uh, hitching around on his train. Yeah. And and to clarify, she has no Ivy prospects. Yeah. She can go to school. She can go to public school. She can go to, you, NYU, which is a private yeah. university. It's a very good school. Is it NYU's private? Yeah, it's a oh, private I university. Know. I went there. It's oh. very expensive. Wow. Well, I mean, it's also out of state for you. No, but like, but like, but like it's, private, it's so a private matter. school. It's like it's like the equivalent of the University of Chicago. Oh, okay. Wait, that's private? Yeah, that is private. It's wow. Private. It's, a, it's a third most expensive yeah. school in the country. Nice. $61,000. Didn't you go there too? Um, I or... took classes there as a senior in high school. Oh, okay. they had a program at my uh, my um, neighbor the neighborhood high school, oh, okay, which is where cool. I attended. Yep, that's a little yeah, bit about Cher's background. College, yeah. So I went to the second most expensive public school. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not that nice, but whatever. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so Blair's reasoning is, you know, I can't get into Ivy League, so for a year I'm going to be a socialite. And she starts this by, um, so her or her um, stepfather, Cyrus Rose, is um, Jewish and he is hosting a Seder at their house. And Blair decides to skip it so she can go to Tripp and Maureen, um, their wedding rehearsal. And so Tripp is Nate's weird older cousin and Maureen is his fiance. And they're not married. I thought they were married. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like... Maureen, you know, we were introduced her, to her at uh, the grandfather episode, and she's kind of like she's been in, within the family proper, I guess, like the past five years or whatever. Like they're, they're clearly college sweethearts, and so like she's definitely that an older. She kind of looks like Blair, but is an older version of Blair. Yeah, like she has like the headband. She has like the prim, you know, brown hair. She's put together very nicely. Looks kind of like a boxed you know, sold separately version of Blair. Like it's very like, it's very like, she's like, she's definitely Blair in five years or like if Blair continues on her current trajectory. Right. Which is what kind of, what Blair is kind of going for is like wanting to like, you know, saddle herself up with a Vanderbilt and, you know, not let go of the reins. Yeah. And so, so Blair kind of is looking to follow in her footsteps as Cher just said, and she wants to be part of something called the Whitney Junior Committee, which I guess is a social club for women. Or yeah, it's like associated like social... with the art with the Whitney um, Museum. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about that the first time we recorded this episode, and I forgot again. <laughs> Good job, me. Hey, everyone. I'm still jet lagged because I was in India, which is ten and a half hours away, and like I'm probably not going to remember recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So. This is great. This is all great for tape. <laughs> all related. Oh no God. cutting. <laughs> no cutting. Don't cut any of it. It's so great. <laughs> Keep your tortilla crunching in. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So so Nate also tells Blair that he has a surprise for her. And can you please remind the attendants not to seat me behind Caroline Kennedy? She may be American royalty, but that woman is a giraffe. Sure. Oh, hey, 
Trip asked me to go to lunch with him. He said it was important. But I think he's just scared I'm not talking about his ex-girlfriends during my time. Fine. I'll come by before dinner. I hope that's not your big surprise. Oh, yeah. I'll have to think of a way to thank Maureen with the Whitney Committee. I got into Columbia. What? I got into Columbia. What were you talking about? Oh, nothing. Right, and so she's like... That's she's, what's the surprise? Right, and she, she like immediately suspects that like she's going to be part of the wedding party. Yeah, or, you know, has gotten into the Whitney Jr. Committee or something. Mm-hmm. Which... As we know, Nate has so much to do with both of these things. Exactly. Like, he has so much pull. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He can, he's like, Nate fucking Archibald. How yeah. dare you? How dare <laughs> I you? I know, but he's that? Nate, who also, like, sucks, you know? At he's the most anything. basic of the Upper East Side. Like, he is literally basic ass white man. <laughs> he's he back has... to being mayonnaise now. He, he's he's mayonnaise. Yep. Damn it. And so, so I, I kind of question Blair's thinking in this like why would Nate ever think like oh I should have Blair be part of the Whitney Jr. committee or be part of Tripp's wedding yeah, yeah. Where, would they, where would they tell Nate to deliver that information to Blair I know like that makes no sense it, it, it's stupid and so obviously his news is not that um, she gets either of those things his news is in fact about himself because of course <laughs> yeah when you say like I don't know it's ugh, Blair's being stupid yeah Um. so his news is that he got into Columbia all by himself he got in vanderbilt oh wait (laughs) columbia (laughs) no he's a vanderbilt oh vanderbilt's a school too that's right in tennessee Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so he got into Columbia all by himself. He all by himself. Yeah, he had no kind of. Um, he didn't have private school. He didn't have a great family. He doesn't have mo- no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you about the same day, Yeah, no. He like. I mean, yeah. He he did it without his grandfather's influence or yeah. whatever. But I mean, like come on like of course he got into columbia like that's not the it's not the, the largest stretch of imagination yeah it's so. stupid <laughs> but he is very excited about it and so is blair she's like oh that's awesome i mean that's great honey awesome but she and the grandfather they so blair's you know she wants to go to yale right right and so she did some stupid stuff during her interview that I don't remember. And well, she, um, well, it isn't so much of the interview. She, well, she kissed the, she kissed oh, that's the right. Dean. She kissed the Dean in this interview. And then he had, um, and then she had gotten in when Serena, uh, declined the invitation to go. Oh, and the stuff with Miss Carr. Happened. And then Miss Carr thing happened. And so like, she now that super yeah. sale, she'll never be able to go to Yale. So, the idea of Blair, or, or rather Nate, being able to go to Yale with like a phone call from his grandfather yeah. is like really sh- shit. Yeah, and so like all these opportunities are pretty much open to Nate still, and she's pretty much burned all of hers. Yeah, and I mean it's Blair's own fault. She oh, was kind of a dickhole about everything. Yeah, um, but it also sucks for her that like Nate's like, oh, I could get into Yale so easily, but I'm not going to do that. Right, and. Um, so we find out in the next few minutes that Blair was not picked for the Whitney Jr. Committee and is not a bridesmaid because, you know, why would she be? Um, right. Like she's, I mean, like granted she's known, um, Maureen for a long time because, you know, prior to, you know, 
remember like they only broke up last year so, yeah like, oh i guess yeah she would have known him just from proximity of dating nate right so they they are familiar yeah. but in, in our world they don't know each other that well right, exactly. like to to, sh- to share and me they're just like acquaintances right but they like, have like some history they know each other yeah but you don't ask like someone that you sort of know to be in your wedding party not at all, especially since she hasn't really been like a like part of like the family as far as like dating somebody you know in over a year yeah it pretty much wrote you know they like, wrote blair off and she's only now back into the, the the fold but she can't you know fully present herself as like being like nate's girlfriend the way she wants to mm-hmm. just yet so um the grandfather. He grandfather. finds out about Nate getting, getting into Colombia. And so he makes a deal with Blair. Or rather, Blair makes a deal with him. Yeah. He's so like, grandfather really wants Nate to go to Yale because that's where all Vanderbilts go. It's legacy. Oh, my gosh. And tradition. It's tradition. Ugh. God, I hate that word. I think I've talked about that so many times. About <laughs> how much I hate the word tradition. I hate tradition. I hate most things that tradition stands for because right. it means... a. Doing things for the sake of doing things, even though they're shitty. Okay. Anyways, this is not about that. (laughs) Is it? Sumi has some feels. Yeah. Uh, So, grandfather and Blair, the grandfather and Blair talk. And Blair um, says, I want the Whitney committee position. And grandfather says, well, I want Nate to go to Yale. And then Blair says, well, I'll make that happen if I can also be a bridesmaid. And so <laughs> this is exactly how the conversation Spot went. On. <laughs> so good at imitating both of them. <laughs> it sounds like if two uh, 12-year-old Blairs were talking to each other, the yep, way that I phrased it. <laughs> yeah. So she she kind of like negotiates herself up from just the Whitney committee position to also being a bridesmaid. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, if you're going to be bargaining, you might as well yeah. get as much as you can. Yeah, like, if you're gonna bargain your boyfriend's future. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, Blair, don't don't do that. I mean, don't. But like, also, yeah. not yeah. mad. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I I get I get her trying to get as much as she can because she's like doing something as you know diabolical as this. As long as you're in control, honey. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she makes this deal, and Nate. He um, is, you know, trying to weigh his options. Like, he did get into Columbia. He wants to go to Yale. But, like, he's not really sure what to do because, like, he does want to appeal to his grandfather as well. He understands, like, the weight of Yale and what that means to his family. But also he liked the idea that he got into Columbia on his own terms without having to use his family name, really. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I guess in, in the Upper East Side, like... It's so hard to have anything that you actually do for yourself. Like, I know I was making fun of him for, like, having money and, like, all this clout and that name. But, like, also Columbia is probably the closest thing he could get to doing something by himself. Yeah. Even though it's, like, still heavily weighted on by the fact of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, like, his opportunities. I mean, like, I mean, even if he didn't necessarily have like a prestigious name he went to a very prestigious school um, yeah high, high school. school you know he probably had access to like you know the great like you know some of the best tutoring and and prep for all of the sats for entrance exams like he was afforded a lot of opportunities Absolutely. No, matter, no matter what his name was so like even beyond just vanderbilt then right. he has a lot of other stuff helping him get into columbia right. so it's not still not really by himself but right. this is the closest he could get mm-hmm 
classic. <laughs> um, so so while this is going on, Nate um, goes out to lunch with his cousin Trip, who is getting married um, for boys' lunch. Yeah, and also also like side note, Nate is Trip's best man. Like I still have, I still don't understand that. I don't either. Like, don't you don't you have? A- brothers cousins closer to your age like Nate's, friends from school yeah nate is 16 years old and like the, well, the entire 17. thing well, that's the 17 18 age. whatever like they're he's a child yeah he's still in high school yeah he's like 17 going on 12 whatever <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that's really weird that he's doing that and like i think the whole thing about you know blair also being a bridesmaid is maybe upper east side weddings are really weird Maybe. You know, like they seventeen year olds get into bars and go drinking, and no one questions it. So maybe it's not weird. They treat them more adult, um, you know, adult like, and yeah, you know, they give them you know more responsibilities. You know, I mean, when you are just rich, you have to just be. You have to be old. You have to be old. I mean, they're not young rich people. What is that? You have to be old at heart. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be weird if you had that much money. Yeah, I mean, so granted, they didn't earn anything, but whatever, it's fine. It's it's fine. We don't care. <laughs> We're not mad. <laughs> we're not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're so we're so sassy in this episode. I love I it. Oh, it's because I'm so sleepy. I love it. We're sassy. Sassy and sleepy. Sassy and sleepy. So Nate and Trip go on this lunch, and Nate, um, he is you know, he after the lunch, him and Blair, the, he's. He seems a little different about. Yeah. He seems a little different. He, he seems pretty on edge. He's like not really not really focused he's like kind of just looking straight ahead and not engaging with blair he's he's distracted yeah yeah he's distracted um so so we we find out so nate then gives a best man toast because he is the 17 year old best man Mm -hmm. and we find out why he's been so stoically staring ahead Apparently, the grandfather informed the authorities about the captain. <gasps> As yep. we know, the captain went to jail, and I don't remember what ended up happening with the captain. Is he like somewhere? Is he in jail right now? He's in jail. Okay. He is in jail. He, um, he went to the Dominican Republic, the Dominican Republic, the DR. That's right. He fled. He fled the fucking country like a like a goddamn bad- badass. I mean, I'm sorry. That was just like that's a badass move to flee the fucking country, <laughs> to like you know to um to you know avoid the inevitable which is yeah. going to jail for the things that you did um he went to the dr then try to get his family to go to the dr with him but nick was like no man you gotta like you know fess up you gotta take it like a man or whatever which is gendering but he like you know gotta be fortify you, yeah <laughs> you gotta you, know, you gotta like take ownership of your actions which and so, he did not do he did not do at first but you know he did do it this time for a son. Yes. And he now, so now the captain's right. in jail. But all this started because the grandfather informed the authorities about the captain's transactions. Trans- which is, um, which is weird because it's his daughter's husband. Like he is causing his own family. To, I mean, like, yeah, he should be doing that. But also the grandfather has a lot of money and probably done some stupid shit like that also. Right. I guess like, I mean... So I, it's I all for the grandfather. I mean, it's all for the grandfather. Like, say for instance, like this got out, you know. Oh, that's true because they're political family. We are a political family, and also just like because of the shit that was going on, I think he wanted to have some ownership on it, and he wanted at least he wanted the captain to get 
pinned on like all the shit that happened he didn't want it to come over to him yeah that's very at some true. point because like man, apparently the grandfather gave the captain his position the mm-hmm. job like he set him up so like it would probably like eventually come up to him at some point and he did not want that on his uh, on his um his hands it's like you know what no he did it it's all on him i have nothing to do with it i'm you know gonna be the person to like you know end it end it so yeah it's a bit of a shock yeah nate is stunned and disgusted and he's like you you ruined my family and he announces this during his best man speech for a trip's wedding which is also like really fucking selfish like this this is not about you nate but also he's still 17 yeah yeah so it's like obviously like what is a 17 year old best man gonna do be mature yeah, so like this is on you trip for like yeah. giving this like weighted um, opportunity to a seventeen year old <laughs> child. That this is kind of on you. This yeah. episode's fault is trip. Okay, <laughs> okay so um, after after Nate's um, outburst or his his weird speech, Blair, you know, ha- has been bribed by grandfather, but then she she realizes that is a grave error and has decided to be on Nate's side and not to scheme anymore. Yeah, she's like, what am I doing? Yeah. She kind of like has some self-reflection. She's like, maybe this isn't the right, you know, course of action. Maybe I should like support my boyfriend in his time of need and not thinking oh about God. my own agenda. I love Blair's reflections. They're always so, so short-lived. I love them. Oh, my God. It's okay. like, it's always scheming and then like suddenly a glimmer of hope. Like maybe, maybe there's hope for this person. But then it just goes back to being classic Blair. Because that's why that's why we yeah. love her so much. It's true. But yeah, so Blair's on uh, the grandfather's side, but uh, on Nate's side, but grandfather's not having that shit. He's like, uh, no, I did not scheme alone. Yeah. Did you know about this? What? No, of course not. You have five minutes to fix it. Did you really turn in the captain? Before you take a stand on principle, remember what you have at stake. What do you plan to spend next year sewing buttons at your mother's atelier? Now go. And so, Grandpa's tricking on everybody, just like he's tricking on his, uh, his captain. Now he's tricking on uh, Nate's girlfriend, Blair. Like it's he's just he's just he's tattletaling. Being, he's being a dick face. Yeah, well, he's just like he's just tattletaling on everybody. It's like she did it too. Yeah, yeah, and, and just so constantly like, pointing fingers. It's kind of weird because like what what Nate was mad about was the fact that grandfather to- like told the authorities about his dad, and then grandfather's like, well, your girlfriend helped um like aided and abetted me in making you go to Yale which is like a completely different issue and he's just being like he's just being really petty about it yeah exactly and so he goes to his bro Chuck oh my god this is my favorite scene ever yeah and so like I feel like we should pause here Mm -hmm. and then we can go into what happens with Chuck because Chuck has some absolutely some stuff going on with him so I want to pause there so Nate goes off to Chuck to find his own reflection essentially because he feels a little alienated his grandfather ratted on his father his girlfriend was scheming with his grandfather he's having a lot of like you know he's having a lot of feels yeah he's having a lot of like you know abandonment issues happening right now (laughs) he's like i don't know who to trust no one's worthy so let's go to let's take a break and let's talk about the humphreys So, All the Humphreys. Oh, man. So, at the Humphrey residence, back at the ranch, the Humphrey yeah. ranch, um, Jenny is hanging out with some boy named Wes. Wes! 
He has weird hair. And he is in this episode for literally one reason. His mom owns a catering company. Yup. He is a he is a he is a plot device. He is yeah, that's the only reason he's part of this episode. And so so Jenny and Dan are talking and Dan's like, I'm poor. I can't go to Yale because I don't have money. And so Jenny's like, why don't you get a job? And we find out that Wes, Jenny's new boy toy, has his mom has a catering company. And so Dan is going to be a cater waiter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I feel... Yay, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Like, of course to be a cater waiter. He has a look. Yeah. <laughs> he has a look. He, he has, looks like a cater waiter. He looks like a cater waiter. He looks like the guy who's like, I don't care about things. Do you want some more hors d'oeuvres? Like, yeah. Yeah, he has that very, like, disaffected look about things. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the, the other part of this story is that Serena is back from Spain and like she left for Spain because of the whole poppy being like, Hey, you're a teenager. And Serena's like, no, I'm not. I can do things. I have a cool life and it's not just about like school and my boyfriend. And so now she's back from Spain and she explains that her feelings to Lily about feeling lost classic serena oh my god she's always feeling lost and she just wants to you know start over start over again just trying to be someone new (laughs) yeah she wants to like be she does not want to be serena yeah that's like that's serena's entire personality and it's it's really sad actually like she's never happy with it's not even that she's not happy with who she is she's not happy with she's not oh god what is it she's like she's always trying to be someone different than who she is rather than like yeah she's trying to you know, become more of who she is. Right. She just doesn't want to accept what the way that her life is going. She yeah. wants, she's always rebelling against that. And I think the problem, only is, like the, the thing with Serena is that like, she desperately wants to outrun this kind of, um, feeling stagnant. Well, not so much that, but like this reputation that she had started oh, early on, and she's constantly running from it. But then like, it's who she is. Yeah. And she just won't, she, won't, she doesn't want to accept it, and she's always kind of, like, trying to change and trying to be a chameleon, but, like, she she always ends up back into the same old patterns. And so this, you know, going off, you know, to Spain for, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, this, you know, certain amount of time or whatever, like, it's just, like, kind of, like, just go. Like, she had school. She just, like, fucking blew it off. Yeah. And she's 17 years old again, right. remember? Yeah, exactly. So she just like goes to Spain for whatever amount of time. And Lily's like, yeah, this seems like the old Serena. You just like going off to doing whatever the fuck you want and not really dealing with your responsibilities here at home. And Serena's like, I know. I don't want to be I like this person, so but lost. I'm just so lost. And it's like, girl, like you can't escape. Like also you're 17. Lost? Everyone's lost. At feeling 17. lost isn't going to make you like escaping isn't going to make you feel less lost it's going to make you feel more lost if anything exactly because you're not you're not you're not acknowledging any of your problems right but she's also like 17 all everyone at at 17 is lost and confused so like you're not so lost (laughs) so it's not really that big of a big of a you know revelation right exactly so it's it's not it's not interesting or It's classic. it's normal. It's, it's classic, classic Serena. Yeah, classic teens, classic Serena. So there is the Seder that oh is happening gosh. at yes. um the the Vanderwood or the the, the Roses. 
The Rose Rose Waldorf is hyphen um, Waldorf's house. Yes, but um, Dan is going to be um, the cater waiter. The there. So he shows up and he's like, "I don't want to do this." Well, because he finds this Eleanor's yeah Eleanor's house, and Eleanor's like, "You look familiar," and he's like, "Because she's like, because <laughs> she just doesn't remember anyone." She's, she's like, "Are you Jenny's brother?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right." You said date Serena, right? Yes. Like, oh like he's like, she's been like he's like been a part of her life for the past two years. She's like, I don't know who you are. Oh my god! It kind of reminded me of like Mr. Burns and how he doesn't remember Homer. Oh my god, he doesn't. I don't think I've ever. I've watched. I watched The Simpsons a bunch. Anyways, it's boring. Okay. Yeah, but it's like that. <laughs> it's not. It's not cool or interesting that I barely watched The Simpsons. Sorry, everyone. I watched the movie. I liked it. It was fun. I really like Spider Pig. Great song. I have it saved on my phone. Anyways. You were so sassy. I love it. I love Slew Deprived Stoopy. It's great. <laughs> now I'm eating a chip. <laughs> this is the worst episode. This is going to be terrible. I'm so sorry, guys. But whatever. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, so Dan, he shows up. And Eleanor is very, like, confused. But also, like, whatever. I just want you to, like, do your job. Yeah. She needs a cater waiter for her, you know, five-person seder, I guess. She doesn't carry plates. She's, oh, she's Eleanor Waldorf. Like, they have a maid, right? Dorota's doing some bidding for Blair or whatever, oh, right. probably. I mean, actually, I don't think she is, but like, Who probably. Knows where she is. She's probably like fanning something. I don't know. Plot device. <laughs> so Dan is there and he's like, ugh, I don't do this. But Laura's like, I'll double your pay. So that's even more money for Yale. Mm-hmm. And so Serena comes through and she needs to talk to Cyrus. Oh, yeah, because she needed some a lawyer. Stuff. Yeah. So. so. She talks to Chuck about this briefly early on the episode, but Serena may or may not have married Gabriel. You can just set those down there, please. The prodigal daughter returns. I was Spain. Amazing. Perfect. I'm sure. You and Poppy dancing on tabletops in Barcelona. Sunbathing nude on Costa del Sol. More like me and Poppy and her boyfriend Gabriel on the coast... Uh, I just read and ate and, you know, swam. So there was no sunbathing. Hey, uh, is my mom around? I haven't seen her, but I have been occupied. Last night's entertainment. She's a synchronized swimmer. Can hold her breath for five minutes. So you, you found a way to get over player then? Well, there was a detour with a boho barista. And then I realized I'm a 17-year-old billionaire with tremendous stamina. Tonight I have a date with the Bolshoi's lead ballerina. By the way, I saw Poppy Lifton at the Rose Bar last week. It's funny how she can be there, yet still be in Spain with you. May or may not have. Emphasis on May. <laughs> Think, yeah. Girl, so, how do you know? How do you not know? Yeah. I don't understand. How much would you... Okay. Yeah. So essentially what happened was is that um Poppy left town, left left town with Serena and Gabriel, and then Poppy came back much earlier than Serena did. Oh, right. Chuck had saw Poppy at, you know, a bar, you know, while f- Serena was still in Spain. Right. And Serena tried to like blow it off. She's like, "Oh, you know, I was just like at the beach, you know, barely read, barely did anything, you know." Poppy and Gabriel like, you know, for walk for walking around on the beach, but, you know, I was just chilling, you know, it's cool. And then Chuck's like, uh, actually, no. though, uh, saw Poppy, 
saw her at the club, know that you were doing other things. What was going on? What's the real, what's the real, what's the real team? <laughs> saw her at the club. Saw her at the club. So, uh, so he was like, okay, fine. So me and Gabriel, we fell in love. And then we like not in some <laughs> church um, in the middle of the night and woke somebody up and he married us. And I'm pretty sure I married this guy. And Chuck was like, Oh, okay. Um, you should talk to a lawyer about this. So that's why she is, is at talking to Cyrus. Yeah, who is a lawyer. And Cyrus is like, uh, maybe you can find out. You know, we should talk about this more. You know, after the seder, I gotta do this thing now because my mom's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, we should definitely talk more. But we can probably get it annulled. So, like, worst case scenario, you'll have to, like get an annulment. And Serena's like. Okay, cool. Now she's panicked. <laughs> she's like, um, I'm 17 and have to be on a fucking annulment. What the hell is this? Like, is it even Serena. legal? So, okay. So while Serena is talking to Cyrus, um, Dan, who is also at the Seder, remember? Right. Um, he overhears that Serena got married. And he's like, we were together a year. We didn't even make it to junior prom. <laughs> Which is facts. In, in, in classic Dan way, Serena's upset about getting married. And Dan's like, what about me? Colossal Dan. Yeah. And then Gabriel shows up. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt your evening. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Would you like to join us? We're having a Seder. No, no, I'm sure he can't. No, no. I'd love to meet the people in Serena's life. Perhaps it'll help me better understand her. Wonderful. There's even an empty seat. It's for Elijah, but you can take it. Yeah. And um, Serena is like still uncomfortable about Gabriel and them may or may not being married, and she claims that Dane, Dane, the Dan, the cater waiter, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sleepy, um, is her boyfriend. Yeah, and so like she doesn't even bring it up to Gabriel that they're married. Yeah, she doesn't even bring it up. She's just kind of like, oh yeah, hi, um, Dan's my boyfriend. Sorry, you can't be here. Sorry. And Eleanor is like, who is that? I uh, can come in too. Like she's yeah. So now everyone's here. So now Dan, Dan's part of it. Serena's part of it. Gabriel's part of it. Lily and Rufus are there for some reason. They show up because, um. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. So they show up, and now it's very intense, and you know. So Rufus and Lily are there because. Rufus, as we know, is an art gallery owner, and mm. he he says that mid range art collectors aren't buying anything. And Lily's like, "Oh, let's go to this seder because there's gonna they're gonna be there." And so now they're there too. So now everyone's here except for Blair. <laughs> yeah, and it's like really apparent because like everybody's at Blair's house. It's so weird. Blair is trying to be in a wedding, and I don't know. She's got other priorities it's so right now. It's it's so stupid. Yeah. Okay. So. Serena's like trying to keep under wraps the fact that she may or may not have married Gabriel. And so she's like deflecting all of this kind of attention from Gabriel and like, you know, using Dan as a ploy. Then we eat the afrikoman, say the blessing after the meal, sing a few songs, and then we're done. So as soon as everyone has some wine, we'll begin. Wait, <laughs> we haven't started. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? You the Gabriel as in the Gabriel that was in Spain with Poppy and my daughter. Yes, in fact... Cyrus, this wine is delicious. Oh, well, thank you, dear. We're not supposed to drink it until the blessing, but uh, we'll make an exception this time. Rufus, do you represent any artists worth my attention? Uh, all of my artists are worth attention. Otherwise, I wouldn't represent them. Why is he serving wine? Isn't he supposed to be your... He is just helpful. That's all. 
Dan, baby, um, come sit down right here next to me, please. Oh, well, that's where we just moved Elijah. Never mind. Eleanor, you don't mind if he joins us, do you? At this point, why not? We're not eating anytime soon. Oh, no, you two haven't. Now, we will say the kiddish or prayer for the first cup. I'll say this in English because as I look around this table, I see that most of our guests are not speakers of Hebrew. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. We praise you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe who creates the fruit of the vine. To do that. And uh, Gabriel is like asking a lot of like, you know, questions and trying to interrogate Serena basically about how real her relationship with Dan is. And at the table during the Seder, Serena and Dan, you know, they clapped hands and Lily's like, oh God, you're back on to this again. <laughs> Everybody's so like, like, no Everybody... one knew about their quote unquote being back together. Right, exactly. And I was just like, how no one wants this to happen. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> Not this, again? this again. Yes, because like you guys tried three times and Fucking it all failed. Saran. Yes. So like, let's not do this yet again. <laughs> um, So funny. So funny. And, um, and so, like, Serena's kind of just kind of shutting Gabriel out and being like, oh, at this point, it's important to mention that Dan is now part of the Seder and is no longer a cater waiter. Yes. Yeah, he's just, like, sitting at the table. That's right. I totally forgot. Yeah, because um, Rufus called him out. I was like, what are you doing here? Because Dan was not initially invited yeah. to the Seder. And he, um, you know, he... Serena kind of backs him up and he's like, oh, he's here with me because we're back together. Right, exactly. And so now he's sitting at the table instead of doing his job. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. And so then, um, so, you know, while this is going on, you know, Serena's trying really hard to be like, Gabriel, this should make you leave. This should make you leave. Like, everything she's saying is kind of pointedly like, leave now, Gabriel. You're making me expressively uncomfortable. And Gabriel's like, nah. And um, then Serena's like kind of one-on-one talking to Lily somehow. And she kind of they have like a little bit of a heart to heart and Serena's saying that like every time I do a bad thing I feel like you think I'm a bad person um every time I make a mistake and Lily's like no it's not what I think about you at all sweetie like you're you're 17 I just sent you away to boarding school last time you made a mistake yeah exactly it's it's the problem it's It's fine and like it's it's kind of it's obvious why Serena feels like this because of how Lily's treated her in the past and like you you've known like over the past two seasons that Lily's become more and more of a present mother and like before she was just like throwing money at the problem and now obviously Serena's going to think that Lily thinks she's a bad person because she's not doing any hands-on mothering right and so Serena you know at this moment she's like she's feeling you know not just lost but like really vulnerable yeah and Lily breaks the ice and saying like well you know you actually got into brown yeah, while she was in Spain, the acceptance letter came, and Lily was so excited, she just opened it. Yeah, and, you know, there's a moment where, like, the, t- the, the mother and daughter are actually kind of, like, on the same page, because um, that's where Lily went to school, and Serena definitely wants to go to that university. That's the one that she wanted to go to, not Yale. Like, yeah. Everyone else was kind of, like, putting on to her. It was, a, it was like, Leo wasn't even, never an option for her unless it was, like, until, like, people were, like, talking to until her about it. Until she got in. Right. Yeah. And so um, after after this happens, um, Gabriel's like, well, I guess it's obvious you don't want me here after like half an hour of her saying, I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, bro, read classic, the room. classic men. <laughs> 
And so then when he does leave, Serena, she like runs after him because of reasons. That well, she I, has I feelings know. for him. Yeah, she does. And like, but Serena you know, has feelings for everyone. Yeah, exactly. She kind of <laughs> falls in love with literally anyone yeah. that shows her interest, which is another conversation <sighs> we'll have later. Serena, girl. I know. What are you doing? I don't know. But she goes after Gabriel and she's like, look, you know, I'm just not ready to be married. I'm 17 years old and we've known each other for a week. And he's like, what, fam? Like, yeah. <laughs> excuse me? And your southern accent's fake as fuck. Oh, God. Let's not talk about that right now. Army hammer. Ugh. But yeah. So he's like, we're actually not married. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then that leads to a kiss, obviously. obviously. Thank God. She's like, okay, cool. Let's kiss and make out on the streets of New York. Let's try this kissing thing I keep hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gosh. wrote that in my notes. I saw that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and Blair, she like you know comes off the street from like a from a car, and she's like, "Serena, I need you. I need you right now. I messed up really bad." And Serena's like, "I'm about to like make up with this guy. Can you can you give me two seconds, please?" But Blair needs her friend, and so Serena, of course, goes and leaves Gabriel. So Blair's back with, like, she's trying to figure out what happened with Nate. And she's, like, sad about it and needs to talk to Serena about it. And, like, they kind of talk things out. We kind of talk things out a little bit. But then, like, you know, on her way out, Serena leaves on voicemail for Gabriel. And saying, like, I'm glad you came back from Spain. And that, you know, from for me. And I, I can't wait for us to, like, you know, you know, start this thing together. This and relationship. Right. And when... You know, Blair, um, Blair, I'm sorry, when Serena's leaving this voice message for Gabriel, Poppy yeah. sees the missed call on we see, Yeah, we, we, we pan over to Gabriel's phone and scrolling up, it's Poppy looking at it, mm-hmm. seeing that Serena's calling. <gasps> so um, something's afoot. We don't know what yet, but something's happening. Um, and then Rufus, he is, he's just, he's kind of like giving up. Uh, his whole like you know trying to sell art you know because this is like one of the few times in the show that they kind of bring up the fact that like the country's in the middle of a recession yeah the like one of the only time because everyone else is so rich and like the only people that the recession would hit would be the humphreys right and this is like this is like you know 2009 it's at the height of the recession oh man yeah you know um obama just became president but like the employment rate is staggering i think it's like nine point six percent something crazy yeah like it's that. something really high it's really high it's like almost like one out of ten people are unemployed at this point like it's bad bad times so and um, so rufus isn't able to sell art because you know who's buying mid-range stuff people don't have money and so he's decided that he wants to sell the gallery right and try to do something else with his time yeah and so like um, it, it's kind of also about money in this case because um, if he sells the gallery, he'll have enough money to um, pay for Yale. Right. Because, you know, they own property in New York City. <laughs> yeah, also. And just like he really doesn't want to have the pressure of trying to pay for Yale on Dan's shoulders. Yeah. Because like he is a teen. He's still a child. And it's not really his responsibility necessarily to get him through school. Oh, yes. Because we did find out that Dan was a cater waiter and trying to make money. Right. So, and yeah, so that's that's kind of like being a good parent and also, um, you know, 
filling his own needs of not wanting to sell art anymore. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and you know, like, this far as, because, uh, like, it's all paying for school. Like, it's very much a, a privileged perspective to be able to, like, oh, I could just sell off this thing and I can pay for school. Like, not oh, everyone, yeah. that's not, that's not everyone's story. That's, that's, that's not most people's stories. And then, like, actually. in this case, in, in the Upper East Side world, it's, like, it's the poor person. Like you, you still own property, but you're still a poor person. Like you're not yeah. still, but perspective wise, you're a poor person. Yeah, I mean, like you're not, or, or rather, you're not on the level of, of, yeah. of wealth they are, because rather they still have to like work to earn money as opposed to like just money working for them. Exactly. So it's it's a hard kind of situation because you know Dan goes to this very exclusive school and everyone kind of has their paths already made out for him, and he. It's giving us an amazing opportunity, but like there's still a gatekeeper, even ha- even after you know going through all the hoops, going into you know this really prestigious school, and then getting to another prestigious college, he still has to like deal with you know things like money, yeah, or sort of, or even yeah, sort of, but like there's still like a gatekeeper, there's still like an obstacle for him to cross over, as opposed to all his classmates who kind of just like kind of sail you through. Can, if, if you have any problems, you can just throw money at them, right? So literally any problem. Yeah, so it's kind of was like him hey, being the everyman, quote unquote, in the perspective of, you know, kind of like an audience surrogate for what's yeah. going on. Sort of like an audience surrogate. Sort of. So yeah, we, we talk about their the fact that they own property in Brooklyn a lot. <laughs> and it's like, it's it's still, it's so hard to be like, okay, this person is on our, the, our, the audience level. Right. Because they're still fairly like wealthy because exactly. they own property in New York City. Um, but okay. yeah. But yeah. um, but on that note, let's go back to Chuck. Yeah. So Chuck is in his feels, as we know. He um, he has decided he is definitely over Blair because yeah. he's a seventeen-year-old billionaire with stamina. Yeah. Fortify. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Tumblr post that was like, "Use fortify instead of man up," and I was like, "Oh my god." Yes, always. I love it. Yeah, so fortify. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, and so Chuck is having um, another con, not a conquest, but like a, like, a, like a hookup coming to this house. And Jenny is there playing Monopoly with Wes. And they're having like a cute little date. It's actually really like sweet. And why, why are they, why are they there? Is something um, going on with their apartment? Um, I guess, like, you know, they just wanted to hang out at their place. And I think because... Oh, um, Eric was probably there, too. No. No? They were just on a date. Okay. There. I mean, I feel like Jenny is spending more time there on the upper, uh, upper East Side. And, you know, I guess they just didn't want to hang out at their apartment. Yeah. So I figured, like, let's go there. I think also just because... um, I guess Lu- Rufus and Lily are still dating. Yeah. And I also think that, like, all the board games are still over there from yeah. the time they had the birthday party the, the, the last episode. Wow, this is excellent analysis. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> look at us putting things together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's why she's there. But it is, it is kind of queer that she's, like, at that apartment. Yeah. She shouldn't be there, really. But so Jenny's there hanging out with Wes, playing Monopoly. And it's really cute. And They're just having like this is like the most teen, yeah, like actual teen thing. Upper East Side teens don't play board games, but Jenny is playing a board game, and it's finally great. Yes, and it's nice, and like it's you know it's it's parental approved. You know, it's nice, yes. it's clean fun. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, and while this is happening, 
Chuck comes in with like his, you know, his anonymous woman of the night. Yes. You know, they're Classic. sexing it up through like the, the, the foyer and they're sexing it up. <laughs> sexing it up through the foyer. It's the name of our next album. Yes. Um I'm here for it. The first single is called Where You At Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god yes the first single yeah the single is dropping um my single my single is dropping is dropping yes okay um but jenny's like oh god like she's like really uncomfortable as anyone would be because like it's like it's it's not graphic but it's graphic enough for tv where it's like okay this is uncomfortable yeah. i should not be witnessing this also there like something that hasn't really been addressed before is the very first episode where Chuck sexually assaulted Jenny. Yeah. That, like, has, just hasn't been... Like, I think it's been maybe touched on a little bit with, like, how much everyone hates Chuck, but it really hasn't been addressed by Jenny or by Chuck. Yeah, and this is the first time it actually um, really made a prominent uh, mention in an episode. And it also kind of is the writers doubling down as it's being like truly canon because I feel like when like when people write pilots, just like the idea of a pilot for a television yeah, show. Especially for Gossip Girl. Yeah. It has I, to be like as, you know, jaw dropping as possible. Like everything has to happen. Right, right, right. But like also like when you write a pilot for an episode, so many things, like so many ideas are usually dropped out or like location can be changed. Actors are changed around. Like Blair's mom. Like Blair's mom. Yeah. So like you know, when they do these things, it's not necessarily things they would like call back, you know, seasons later, yeah. you know, unless they made a definitive point. But, you know, this is the writers doubling down about that whole incident that happened because yeah. in the pilot, mind you, Chad did not only assault Jenny, he also assaulted Serena. Yeah. So, like, and it hasn't been addressed in the last like 20 episodes. Right. Or 20, 20, not 20 More than 20, like 30 35. episodes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's intense. And Jenny's like, you know, I would never live here. I would never live in this house because if I ever told Rufus about what happened in between the two of us, like, he, he would make Lily decide you or us and, you know, it would not be you who would get chosen. Like, she would choose us over you. Yeah. You know, just because you're bored with your own life doesn't mean you have to make everyone around you miserable. For information, you don't live here yet. Please. After what you did at the Kiss on Lips party last year, like, I would ever live in the same house as you. You know, you're lucky I didn't tell my dad. Because if I did, he'd make Lily choose us or you, and I wonder who she'd pick. You really think I care if Lily kicks me out? Yeah, I do. Because you lost Blair, and now she's dating your best friend. So therefore, the only human contact that you have that you don't pay for is the people in this house. Now I knew you'd screw that up, too. And Jenny is just... She eviscerates him in a way that, like, it's really kind of needing i think yeah because like i feel um chuck he he's really really bad with people he He is is, like he's not he's not considerate of most of the people that in his life and he doesn't like he has nate sort of and but he just like you know fucks over blair all the time and like everyone else in his life he like he's not uh he doesn't he doesn't have any like he doesn't 
he doesn't act as if there's con- consequences. Yeah. He just kind of like does what he wants and, you know, doesn't really think about anybody else or the ramifications of what his actions are. So for this moment, he was actually kind of confronted with the shit that he did, you know. the Like for the very first time. Like everyone else is like, oh, that's just Chuck. Classic Chuck. And it's yeah. like, no, actually, this is horrible. I was You're assaulted. A bad person. I was scarred. You, you know, fucking started like it was a whole rumor around jenny like for a yeah. minute like it was like the trajectory of like who she is now kind of and he kind of like scarred her innocence a little bit with you know this act of defiance and this act of violence towards her and she you know is she's never had it. like the yeah. chance to to process it really mm-hmm. with him or like confront him about it and like she hasn't no one really knows about it either yeah and except for like dan and serena but even then like i mean that's kind of like why dan has always had this apprehension towards him and yeah it's kind of like i don't know and even you know when they were like briefly friends the beginning of the season i always felt kind of like weird about it's like dude you like assaulted your sister why are you trying to be friends with this guy and so like it's interesting that you know after all this development and all this yeah i remember that shit charlie trout um but all this like all this like you know redemption and all this kind of like build up and character building with chuck bringing this up is kind of like it's it's not so much arbitrary but it's also just kind of like interesting that they decided now will be the time to kind of bring that up yeah it's kind of it's it's also to like kind of make chuck's foray into like downward spiral Mm -hmm. um even more evident because like you know he's already like so sad about blair right and nate being back together and just like i don't know it's kind of like to cement the fact that he as a human sucks yep that like everyone hates him no one wants to be with him and that's I, i think that's why they kind of decided to do it at this point yeah um so Chuck, Chuck is, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, like I did a bad thing. You kind of see that he is remorseful almost. I don't know. I don't know if he's remorseful or if he's like if he how he feels really. But he he apologizes to Jenny and it's it's still not enough for us. He still did a bad thing. But he says to Jenny that if the Humphrey moves in, he'll make sure that he's not around. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah, and so with that kind of um, big move, like big acknowledgement of his moves, Chuck is then visited by Nate. So <laughs> when this happens, he's looking very sad, staring outside of a rainy window. It reminds me of uh, Joey on Friends. Friends when he was yeah. like staring at that water fountain. Oh my god, that was, was so on funny. his table. Was so cute. So funny. You're visited. Oh my god. <laughs> We did it. Wow. We did it. Um, so yeah, so Chuck is visited by Nate and he's like talking about all the shit that happened with him and Blair. He was like, My grandfather told on my my father and Blair conspired against me to try to get me into Yale against my wishes. I want to go to, to Columbia. And Chuck is like, dude. It's stupid of me to think Blair changed. Yes. So, she's just the way she is. What I mean, it's stupid for you to want her to be anything other than she is. Anyway, Blair is changing. 
How do you know? Because she could have had me. She chose you. Now she just needs someone to believe in her. You're an idiot. You know who Blair is. You, He's not going to be anyone different. Right. You, you you take her at face. You can't take her at face value. you got to like take all of her or nothing. Yeah. You can't just, you know, pick and choose the qualities you like about Blair. You know how she is. So, like, if you want to be with her, you got to take all of her. So, like, dude, like, figure it out. Nate's like, oh, I didn't think of that. Right. And so... So no. then, yeah, he, he he goes to Blair's house and Blair, you know, she gets home and she talks to Cyrus and she's like, you know, I want to get this NYU interview because, you know, her relationship, she's definitely certain that her relationship with with Nate is over, totally over. And she's like, you know, talking to Cyrus like, hey, you know, you said that I could possibly, you know, get into NYU can you talk to our guy for you guy for me he's like yeah I can get you in everything but the rest of it you gotta do yourself yeah and so Blair's like okay cool and Eleanor is like you have a visitor and she's like thinking it was like you know Serena or somebody else and she's like and she sees Nate she's like Nate she's like who else do you think it is it's 11.30 <laughs> at night of course it's your boyfriend sounds like we'll both be in the city Nate yes but who did you think I was talking about which also is like why is your boyfriend here at 11 30 at night but that's not my parenting <laughs> not my parenting um correct so, response is blair is asleep go home nate come yes, back tomorrow exactly exactly not letting some random boy come up yeah. stare. And you, know, you know he's probably gonna stay over right exactly but you know that this is the upper east side you uh, know they're adults so just they can just do whatever just they're adults in the junior section like they're adults in the junior section. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's beautiful. <laughs> but uh, Nate, you know, talks to Blair and it's like, you know, I'm sorry that I treat you badly. Let's start again. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I know that you didn't mean any harm. I know that you tried to correct it. I'm sorry. You know. Yeah. And, you know, Blair, we did see a very, like, a brief glimmer of Blair being a good human being and, sincere or being being supportive mm-hmm. and like in her in her role as a girlfriend like being supportive of what her boyfriend wants rather than her own interests right which the entire the entire incident was shaped by her not realizing that her boyfriend was a separate entity and an actual human being and so she recognized that and she apologized for not recognizing that first. i mean it's hard he is a condiment he is a condiment. <laughs> <laughs> he's a condiment on the sandwich of blair Ugh. Oh. A Blair sandwich. A Blair a bl- sandwich. Um, a bland. No, no. A bland. <laughs> a bland. Oh my god, he's so, she's so bland. Um, bland. they're so bland. She's she's not oh bland god. at all. Like but. being with Nate though makes her kind of bland. It is, and it's sad because she sparkles and he I does know. not. And the thing is, like he sparkles on his own too. Like together, something bad happens. Oh my god, he does like, not sparkle on his own. Why do you think that? I don't know. Like, he sparkles. With, <laughs> he sparkled with Vanessa. I don't know what happened here. Like he sparkled it's, with Vanessa. He. He does sort of sparkle on his own, right? When he has to like take charge of mm-hmm. the uh, but, Vanderbilt stuff. But they they do not mesh well at all, and it's no. very very troubling. <laughs> <laughs> troubling is the best word to describe. Blate. Guess. Nair. Nair. 
Nair. Oh, these are both bad. They're both there. They're bad. <laughs> They're both Nair. <laughs> uh, so bad. Um, but yeah, so that's the episode, essentially. So we'll be back after this message. Don't want to be. Wizards of the Gospel Girls podcast, Warby Parker's offering a free five-day home try-on to give you the opportunity to check out their glasses. So I really like Warby Parker. What about you? I love going to their website and just putting glasses on my face. <laughs> okay, I do too. It's cute. It's fun. It's really cute. Sometimes um, I actually... Um, at one point, my Twitter avatar was one of their pictures that I tried on. It's just like, because I wanted to have glasses, but I couldn't find any. So I, but I wanted it in my picture, and it looked really good. Oh, that's so cute. So you should do that, too. Or you can, like, actually order them. And to do so, you can get that today on warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness to let us know you came from us. Again, that is warbyparkertrial.com slash postloudness for your free five-day home try on and now back to the show all right we are back with fashion yeah fashion, fashion. turn around fashion turn around one day i'm gonna learn that song and i'm gonna sing it along with you fashion Put it's okay it all on me don't you want to see these clothes on me <laughs> <laughs> i think it's better with us to hear our own versions of fashion i know i love it too <laughs> so uh the first fashion faux pas honestly is blair's she oh, is terrible um this is like one of the few moments in the series where like she does not look good she has this gargantuan headband on <laughs> Um, the flower is as big as her head. And like, so her, her, she has this new thing. A lot of headband things is like when you have a flower, usually like it goes kind of at a 45 degree angle from normal. And now it's like all the way on her ear. Yeah. The thing is like, you know, that she's like kind of back on her old ways because she's wearing headbands again when yeah. she was with like, when oh, she was like, right. when she was like sucking up with Chuck and stuff like that, she wasn't wearing headbands. She only wears headbands when she's with Nate. Yeah. And so, or like trying to like, you know, be the prim and proper princess that she knows that she can be. Mm-hmm. And so like, she's trying to like, you know be that and trying to channel that energy and so she's in a headband and then she also has like this high collared ruffled sleeveless halter-ish? yeah sleeveless dress yes yeah. the halter oh, with I just don't like high it. collar and it has these flower prints on it and it's just like the color is really drab it's like rose and like tan with black i don't know it's just not really it watches her out honestly it's not very yeah, yeah. the combination is just bad yeah I like the cut of the dress. I just don't like the like the print. The I ruffle's think. weird. I don't like the ruffle at all. Yeah, I'm not really. Big and fan I, of it. I really hate the fact that her headband flower is on her ear. <laughs> it like it bothers me. It looks weird. Yeah, but on the other side of the coin, you have Serena, who's wearing a very fun glittery sweater. Oh my god, sparkle cardigan! Sparkle cardigan. I I'm here for it. I love sparkle cardigans. I have two. Nice. Well, actually, I only have one. I got rid of one of them. Oh no! Why? Um, it wasn't sparkly enough. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she's wearing a black tank top with like feathers on it. But like the the, the honestly the sw- the the cardigan though is yeah. like, the real. I, I really like here. the fact that like her her t shirt is so casual, and then she has this like cardigan that's so sparkly on top of it, and it's like just really really cute together. Like mm-hmm. Serena's fashion sense is like usually casual mixed with fancy, and it's just like effortlessly rich. <laughs> <laughs> She used to not always be that. Like her, her fashion's gotten better. Oh my god, absolutely, so much better. Like first season, Serena. Whoo. I think like when they dress her in pants, 
it's a lot better. And like, that's more of like Serena, but then when they try to make her wear dresses, it's always weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's fashion. Um, any music? Yeah. Music. Um, New York, um, band. Yeah. 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 They had a really, um, great, um, album that came out that year in 09 called it splits. And (gasps) is that the one that maps is on? I know that song. No. Okay. But, you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a band. Yeah, that's who they did it. That's, I did it. Yeah, they did do that. But yeah, um, but uh, Blitz came out in '09. It's really good. And this song was called "Runaway." Um, I think it might be my favorite song from that album. So so good. Um, also that episode. In this episode, Flowrider. <gasps> oh my God! What song was? Wait, what song? Right was round. That? Oh my God! Love that song. That's so good. I mean, I hate Flo Rida, but I love that song. Yeah. I just, like, most of his songs are trash. Isn't it Kesha on that song doing the female vocals? I think so. Yeah. I knew that. (laughs) Um, What's next? Old Tech, Low Tech. The board games. On Jenny's date with West, she did something extremely low tech. She and did. played a game that's not on her phone. Yeah, and she was a thimble. Oh my god, that's thimbles. Well, I mean, she's that they're they're still a thing. I know. I use them <laughs> for sewing. <laughs> what is old tech? Is remember old... thimbles? <laughs> that's like old tech. I mean, you're making your own clothes. Oh my god, it's so true. <laughs> I just I just print mine on my my sewing printer. <laughs> <laughs> your three D printer. Yeah, um, another old tech, low tech moment is, I guess, sort of like still the flip phones. Every single episode has a flip phone. But like when you could see that Serena has a missed call, like you can't see missed calls anymore unless you press a button to not make the screen be black. <laughs> <sighs> um, What else? Um, The Seder, no, I'm kidding. That's not old tech. <laughs> so old tech. I mean, it is old, but not like old tech necessarily. Um, I think that's it. Oh, I mean... No, I was gonna say I was gonna say the letter from Brown, but no, that's not Otec. No, that's still how, is that? I actually, I think, I think kids get their acceptance letters via in email? email now. Yeah, yeah. So Otec, yeah, a letter in the mail. Imagine wow. that snail mail. That's so weird. Yeah, we should ask a teen and find out how they yeah. learned about hey, college. Hey, if you're a teen, please tweet us, tweeter us, or <laughs> Facebook us. Yes. Telling us how you got your college acceptance letter. We need to know because we're old. Yeah. I got into college. Jesus. Oh, God. 13 years ago. Nope. 14 years ago. Shit. I got, I got into college 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. It's great. Is it? No. <laughs> old as fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, straight observations. Uh, my favorite. Oh, so we found out. I just we I realized from the straight observation night why um Dorota wasn't there. Eleanor has a quote that she says, "Why did I give Dorota the weekend off? Ever since she fell in love with Vanya, all she thinks about is herself," <laughs> which is super great. But now we know why they needed a cater waiter. And the next joke, uh, Dan describes himself as a cater waiter at a seder, and I'm pretty sure they made this entire episode just so that they could say cater waiter at a seder because all three <laughs> of those words rhyme. <laughs> yeah, and then um, a sad story observation is uh, Serena talking to Blair about, um, you know, being a socialite, and she's like, 
I always pictured you as the next Hillary. And Blair said, except I'd win. Because that is also relevant in 2008 because of the primaries when yeah. Clinton lost. So, rip America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, as we tape this, it's like, um, I think when we first recorded this episode, um, it, the, the news cycle was bad, but not as bad as it is right now. <laughs> Oh my god, everything's the worst. So, um, yeah, it's um, very, very sad. Do we already talk about all shoes? Uh, all shopping leads to sh- shoe shopping because oh, I love that really? line so much. Not all shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all shopping. Um, yeah, but I think that's it, guys. That's the episode. I how? Let's rate it. Yeah, I give this episode. I would say like, I feel like I'd give it a nine. I feel like yeah. it's it was tied up really well. I really I'm really happy they addressed um the the sexual assault that happened in season 1. I think um most most of the characters like had something to do. Yeah. Ha- they had good like character expect like they didn't have they didn't stray too far from who we expect their characters to be necessarily, which is also I mean, they do, but like everything's kind of expected and um yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I really thought it was great, well written. Yeah, I would give it like eight point five for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like just because like our mutual hatred for Chuck was like validated in this yes. episode because I feel like so many people always forget that um, Blair, uh, Blair. I'm sorry that Chuck did that really shitty thing and was absolutely terrible. And it's kind of nice that. Um, it's finally addressed and Absolutely. we and Jenny finally gets to yell at him about it. Yeah. But like it's yeah, it was good. But I think like, you know, everything went down the previous episode. I mean like Chuck and Vanessa fucked and Ugh. Ugh, remember that? That was awful. No, I didn't remember. I blocked that from my memory Ugh, actually. That was <laughs> Sorry so about gross. that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um yeah, so like Chuck has been kind of just spiraling and spiraling out of control and it's kind of nice to like see him get confronted with his actions and how like his actions actually do have consequences mm-hmm. and ramifications. And um hopefully this will kind of like set him on a course of real action to like be a better person um i also think that like the resolve of like you know as much as i do not like blair and nate together i think that like nate you know coming to his own and kind of like you know realizing that while his family is fucked up his girlfriend is actually still trying to you know you know be supportive be supportive and, and in her own to, way in her own way and like trying to be a better person as much I, as possible did we did we ever get a conclusion to if blair was actually going to be in this wedding i feel like all ties with the vanderbilt are now severed and she's not in yeah anymore. i think that's like a dunzo situation yeah. which is probably for the best yeah yeah like she really needs to find some agency and i think with her um getting uh, getting possibly into nyu is giving her like something to look forward to right and some tra- real trajectory i think like with her getting caught up with you know the Vanderwoods and another oh, Vanderwoods, the, Van, the Vanderbilts, and and that whole like world um, of um, socialite and social climbing. I think with her being able to take agency and like finding her way back into school and having something that's her own will give her, you know, something um, more grounded and yeah, more real. And it's it's. Um... Oh my god, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, and like so the socialite thing, like when when she's talking about being a socialite and doing like the whole Whitney thing, that was intended to be a year till she till next year when she could apply to Ivy League school. Yeah, like again. gap year. Yeah, and I kind of think like 
I don't know what her her decision with NYU is yet, but like she might be just trying to use that as like you know freshman year thing rather than like um, having a gap year. Yeah, and I think like I don't know um, gap years are actually pretty prominent with like wealthy families, mm-hmm. kind of like give them a year to figure out what they're gonna do with their lives, which is you know, yeah. Um, I think it, I think it depends on what the student is and if that's good for them. You know, they want to do like, you know, yeah, exactly. or like they, they are going to do like gap year and do like charity work or do that gap year and like, you know, work somewhere and actually have a job. Like, I feel like with Blair taking a gap year, it was not even necessarily for her to go to school. I think it was like her trying to just like fill her time, fill her time and not really have agency because she was doing it through someone else, not really seeing that herself. Yeah. Just kind of like using her own connections, which not even her own connections, her, her, her boyfriend's her connections. connections. So I think with this move, it's more strategic in the way that she'll feel like a more rounded and grounded person. Yeah. And like also with her ambitions to be um, a leader of something, um, I was kind of surprised that like her first, I mean, I know it's plot, whatever. Her first instinct was to go to um, Nate and his family rather than her own mother. Yeah. So I don't know. Just thought of that. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there might be like something to that as well, why she didn't choose her mother. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll be definitely addressing that in later episodes. But for this one, this one's up. We finished. The, we yeah, did it. We did we're the back. We are back, guys. We are so sorry we took like a unannounced break, but we are back. We are not going anywhere. We're going to finish the series. I yes. promise you. So thank All you guys. Hundred and twenty-one episodes. Something like that. Yeah, our work is cut out for us, obviously. <laughs> but we are continuing to do this. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to give a shout out to the lovely Subi for being a co-host for doing this for me after she's been jet lagged she was in india for like three weeks forever and i was only there for like a week and a half too oh i feel like you were there for oh my god i felt like i was there forever too but it's 10 and a half hours ahead of us and you're you're trying to like calibrate back to your normal oh guys i napped from i've been napping at like 5 p.m every single day for the past week it's been bad Mm. so i'm yeah but you did it like a true here you're here you did it thank you so much thanks and just thanks to share for being an awesome producer and co-host i love you xoxo Aww, thank you. <laughs> uh i want to give a shout out to cards against humanity for letting me use your space and we are a proud member of post loudness post loudness is a podcast collective featuring um shows hosted by people of color women and queer identified hosts you learn more about them at postloudness.com i want to give a shout out to and this actually might be the last week we do warby parker oh, as wow. our yeah because we're gonna have a new sponsor in the coming week so look out for that so um thank you so much warby parker for being our sponsor this week and uh yeah we'll be back next week with the next episode which is actually going to be um, recorded it was recorded a few weeks ago so if it's not if we talk about anything dated or weird that's why that's why <laughs> um if we say something like you know trump's not that bad i which we'll we never, never say, say that. that but like i don't know i might say something wild who knows <laughs> the problematic light is always on so i don't know i might say something wildly problematic but if i do it's because it was made Oh, weeks, weeks ago. So <laughs> problematic is in. <laughs> All right. So on that note, you can follow us at Gossip Girls Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. You can follow me at Sharmusings. Me at Kale Hummus. And we'll be back next week with episode 
222. Yes. Yes. But until then, you, you know, know we love us. XOXO. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Why do we whisper that? Leave that in. Oh. <laughs> Post line.